This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on the Valley's most informative real estate talk show. <clears throat> this hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners with some really good information, real facts, real stats. And we're going to have a fun one today with our two guests because um, I've got a trick question for them. <laughs> All right. And our two guests are Amber Keen and Summer Quick. Amber's with London Properties and has been for six years. I think it's almost eight. Yeah. Almost yeah. eight. Six, eight. It, that's in fact, that kind of leads us into the next thing about statistics. Six to eight, mm -hmm. that's close. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's under 10. Yeah. Or we can round it to 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we have Summer Quick of Realty Concepts, and you've been in the business how long? It'll be seven years this summer. Okay. So six, seven, eight. It, yeah. It's, it's about all the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, the two of you are co-chairs of, tell us what it is. We're co-chairs of the com um, Community Outreach Committee for the Fresno Association of Realtors. All right. And what do you do? <clears throat> we raise money for local nonprofits. We also give our time. Um, we do builds for Habitat for Humanity. Lots of good stuff. Mm -hmm. So we, ha we do have a lot of fundraising that we try to do. Last year was a little different due to COVID, the pandemic. So we didn't get to do as much. So we're excited this year. We have our very first silent um, online auction for the Fresno Association of Realtors and Affiliates Foundation, which will be held on April 22nd through April 23rd. So it starts at 8 a.m. on the 22nd and it ends at 9 p.m. on the 23rd. It's at your leisure on your device, your computer. You log on when you'd like. It's um, There is a link that we can send out to the public. You can access it through FresnoMLS.net. Um, and we've also, we will share it on our social media platforms and everything to access this. So you can um, bid on online auctions that Amber will share a little bit about. But this is going towards a couple nonprofit organizations, Marjorie Mason Center, Pavarello House, and Habitat for Humanity. So all tying into home ownership. Why do realtors want to do this? To give back to the community and be involved and um, have pride in our community. All right. Two of you have been in the business less than 10 years, and you've already learned it's about giving back. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, right. Papa Don. <laughs> I don't know if I like that name. But just Don, please. <laughs> or The Don. The <laughs> Don. Um, all right, so what's that website again? It's FresnoMLS.net, and there's banners on the top. And so you can click through the banners and you can see it's um, called Building a Better Home for Us All online auction starting this coming Thursday, ending on Friday. This Thursday through Friday. Friday. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted to go on there and, you know, I'm into, let's say I just closed a nice commission check and I had a little extra money to spend, uh, what could I win? Well, first of all, there's three awesome vacations that you can bid on. The first one is a cabin and shaver, and the value of that is $500, and that's two nights in shaver. There's also a Central Coast weekend getaway in Napomo, and that value is $1,500. 
And then um, also Lighthouse Suites, two nights in Avila at the Lighthouse Suites, which is a $1,000 value. So those are the big ticket items. I know all of us, it's so nice to get away. And those are the three that I'm most excited about. We also have gift cards to local restaurants, local boutiques. We have a few baskets. One of the baskets we have is, a, um, let's see, a Keurig coffee basket. So brand new Keurig and then also some other fun coffee stuff to go with that. A movie night basket, spa, and ring doorbell. I don't have a ring doorbell, but I hear they're really cool. They can be annoying. <laughs> they really, I mean, as often as FedEx and Amazon come to the door. <laughs> and you always hear that ding. You know when it's someone's ring doorbell when you're in somewhere public, you know, and their phone's going off. Ring doorbell, ring doorbell. Well, they don't even have to ring it. You, they just walk up, and if you have your notifications on your phone, your phone's just, like you said, it gets kind of, it's a nuisance because it's buzzing all the time. It's just the motion of it will mm-hmm. notify you. Right. Okay. So... That, let me rephrase this. So starting Thursday through Friday, people can go to FresnoMLS.net or I, I'll give you a little tip. You can also go to Fresno Realtors and it'll take you to that FresnoMLS.net. But be careful you're going to one of those two. And then um, that site is called? A Bead Beacon. Yeah, Bid Beacon. Yes. Bid Beacon. And you okay. know what's actually cool, Don, is you can go on as soon as today and view the items. So from now all the way to Thursday, you can you can log in, make your um, login information ready for Thursday, and you can view all the items to see what you're interested in before it opens on Thursday. You know, already since the start of the show just five minutes ago, the hit counter on that thing's just swelling <laughs> up. It's going up. Okay, um, now I wanna take you to the trick question, but there's a really important point to this trick question it's and it's not for fun it's really to make a really important point about how we hear the news how we hear things about our market and you know the theme of this show is to give our our listeners the real facts and the real stats so here's my question and i'm uh i asked them both this last night to come prepared but i said don't talk about it to the other one and then I've done it too, so that um, we may, we probably will all three have a different answer. Okay, here's the question. What is the current average price in our market? And, and first of all, can you see a per, uh, just a customer asking that question? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It happens I'm, all the time. No more detailed than that. But what is the current average price in our market? All right, Summer, let me start with you. What is that? So the current average price that I came up with was 384000 Okay. I'm super close to that. <laughs> you, you two didn't cheat, did you? No, no we, we did not even talk. We always follow the rules, Don. <laughs> All right. And, and what is yours, Amber? 383 Wow. I know, oh, right? that's really close. All right. I didn't think we'd be yeah, that close. No. <laughs> and here's... Let's see if you're way yeah. off. <laughs> I am. Three hundred and eleven thousand five hundred. No oh, way! Wow, I'm All so right. interested to see where we got this. Same here. Okay, and that's the key right there. How did we get this? So for our consumers out there, mm-hmm. our listeners, um, let me start off with you, Summer. What are your parameters? And keep in mind that the question is, what is the current average price in our market? So the key words there are current. 
Did you just go back one month, one year? No, I actually, so I, I went within 15 weeks and I went through the Fresno Multiple Listing Service on trends and I worked all the numbers. I tried a lot, a few different scenarios, making sure just to look for average. So I wasn't looking at the median because there'll be different Okay, prices. so that's another mm-hmm. one. Right. Another key word is average, not median. Right. Because those are two different things. But mine was for Fresno County. But I did run Fresno separately and Clovis separately. But I did mine for Fresno County as a whole. Fresno County. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in 15 weeks, what is that? January 1st? I believe so. It might be pulling into December a little bit. But mm-hmm. I believe it's, yeah, it, it's in that 15-week time frame. Those so, were the most current stats that I pulled. Summer, you get the prize for having the most unique one. I've never heard anybody do it in weeks. I've <laughs> no. heard months, quarters, years. Yeah. I did it in weeks. I was trying to get closest to now. So my time frame, it did show the current, which was the, this past two weeks. And then it went beyond to compare month to date and then year to date and then month, the same month last year. So I looked at everything, but that's okay. what I did. Amber, how about you? So I also did Fresno County. So that probably is shows, why we're so close. Yeah, why we're right. so close. But mine was the average of March. So I know we're in April, but this was... Um, the average of last month. And then I also looked up what the average was in January, and it was 349. Mm-hmm. That's that such a huge jump from just January till now. Um, and then this time last year, 313. So mm-hmm. maybe you were looking at last year's. Yeah, stats. I looked at because I saw 311 about last year. <laughs> it's okay, You're John. <laughs> well, okay, but we're going to get there. <laughs> so the way I, I did it for a whole quarter. The, okay. fir- the first quarter of 2021, January 1st to the 30, March 31st. My thinking there was that on any given month, it, that's a short sample size and, and things can vary. You, you know, maybe you had a couple of big, big sales that month that pulls everything mm-hmm. way up or way down. Um, so I did it on a quarterly basis. And um, now I did condominiums, planned unit developments, and single family. I didn't do all mm-hmm. residential. Did That's why, because I did all residential. Mm-hmm. Because, okay. Right. It probably would have been lower just with those three. Right. So what's excluded in mine from what you guys did, um, manufactured homes, mobile homes. Mm-hmm. And my thinking there was that, Okay, a mobile home that's in a park, you're not buying the land too. Mm-hmm. So we're not getting, you're buying a home, but you're not buying the real estate. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're renting that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a different product. Mm-hmm. Um, but the here's the point for our consumers. Um, it is that when you hear things and somebody quotes, and I saw somebody say the average price in Fresno and Clovis was 460000 I don't know where they got that one, Mm -mm. but they probably, I'm sure they did, but it's how you parameterize it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Clovis was higher than Fresno and Fresno County Mm -hmm. for the average price, but it's, like you said, it's different different parameters. That's true. Clovis does have higher prices, have a higher, I shouldn't say that. See, I'm going (laughs) to say that wrong. you got to watch what you're saying. Clovis doesn't have higher prices. Right. Clovis has a higher average and a higher median mm-hmm. than Fresno because Clovis is a newer city. Mm-hmm. So you have newer homes, very, very few older two bedroom, one bath with a detached garage mm-hmm. in Clovis. 
but a lot of them in the Tower District, uh, central part of Fresno. Well, and that, that's a key point because whatever client of mine was asking that specific question, I would ask more questions. I wouldn't just mm-hmm. give them this. I would ask them, well, specifically for this neighborhood you're looking in, mm-hmm. you know, I would go beyond that because I would want to give them the most accurate information that I could as mm-hmm. opposed to this general number that's just for Fresno County, including all types of properties. I remember when I bought my house back in 2017, I live near Fig Garden Loop in the same exact house, same builder, same bedroom count, size of house, as if you were to pick it up and go put it in Clovis, I was looking at the same home in Clovis and it was $40,000 more. Mm-hmm. Mm. And my mom was trying to convince me to move to Clovis because of course it's closer to her. Mm. And I thought, well, I'm, I want to save my $40,000. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's, it could be Plus the same Plus you didn't want to get too close to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a perfect amount, you know. Yeah. Good balance space. there. <laughs> All right. Now that I'm in trouble with your mother, let's go to a commercial break. <laughs> Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio we have Amber Keene of London Properties and Summer Quick of Realty Concepts. And the two of you are co-chairs of the Community Outreach Committee for the Fresno Association of Realtors and Affiliates Foundation. Yes. Ah. <laughs> That's a mouthful. I know. Yeah. It is. <laughs> hey, but I got it right. You did. Mainly because I was the first chair way back, oh, 10 years ago. So, you paved the way for us. Well, you guys are cleaning up after me. How's, <laughs> how, we'll, we'll put it like that. I was wondering what happened. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, we got off to a heck of a start. <laughs> kind of like the New York Yankees. They're, they're not off to a good start. <laughs> oh, I haven't been. I haven't been keeping up on that. Ah. They're, and here you on are on ESPN. <laughs> I know. Last time I brought my stats. This time I did not bring my Yankee stats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's talk about days on the market. What, what kind of averages are you seeing? Well, I looked it up this morning. The average days on market right now in Fresno County is 26. Now, realtors out there are probably thinking, what, Amber? It feels like four hours. <laughs> but really, when you're out there in the market, some houses are selling over the weekend. So it does seem shorter than that, but this is 26, considering all the homes on the market in Fresno County. I've seen um, a few of them that are more than 100 days on the market. But if you look at them, yeah, you can see why. Mm-hmm. What? And you can see the mistakes not to make. For example, showings only on Thursdays between 3 and 3.30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that is right. such, it's just not an accessible home. Right. Or there's a lot of them that say, um, um, write an offer subject to inspection. Yes. Well, you're, you, you've narrowed the market down. Now you've got to sell to a gambler. Right. Or an investor, a home, uh, an occupant, an owner occupant is probably not going to buy their first home that way. Right. I or hope it's bound, they don't. Or they might fall out of escrow quicker because they didn't have the access beforehand to use time efficiently. Mm-hmm. Uh, good but, point. You know, so I think condition is key. Like you said, there's so many variations of why 100 days on market 
is occurring. It happens in any market, seller's market, buyer's market, balance market. It's just the condition, the price that they're putting, the asking price, and if they've mm-hmm. had a ton of price reductions and access. And if you can't get a hold of the realtor, which does happen sometimes, unfortunately, um, that can be you another mean the issue. Out of town ones. <laughs> the lack of communication, you know, mm-hmm. is key for those sellers to sell their home as well. I think one thing that happens is pictures. If the pictures aren't a good representation of the property, you're not going to get as many feet in the door. And in a market like this, some people may think we don't need to take professional pictures. Our house is going to sell anyway. But I don't care if it's a fifty thousand dollar house or a million dollar house. I always take professional pictures because the buyers start online. And if you don't capture their attention there, you can't get them through the door. And the more feet in the door, the more offers. So you know those houses you log in and there's only a picture of the outside. A lot of those buyers don't even want to go look at because they're they don't they're not intrigued. Mm-hmm. So what you're talking about is shortcuts. So the realtor took a shortcut on the pictures. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, don't need those. I don't need to spend money on a professional photographer or the time. Um, some sellers think that, oh, the market's so hot. I don't even need to clean up my house exactly, or mow the lawn. Right. Mm-hmm. But you, it's so prime though. If you want people walking through your door, like Amber said, you have to have, in my opinion, and what I would encourage my clients to do is I'm, I'm paying for the marketing. So I'm going to make sure, you know, as long as we work hand in hand, get this house as clean and as in tip top condition as possible, taking into consideration budgets and everything, go in there, have professional not just photos, videos also, because nowadays some people are buying from out of town. They want to be able to physically walk through online as best as possible, have every different aspect. So if you do have that, that in the agent remarks, it's stating put an offer in prior to inspection. Well, maybe your video and your Matterport 3D video and all the professional photos will really help that if you can't have physical access. And that's worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And Speaking of getting the house ready, I call it parade ready. I tell my clients, we want it to be parade ready, ready for the parade of people coming in the first week. It is so important the first week on the market, and in this market, maybe even the first couple days. You want your house to be perfect. If there's something that you think, oh, you know, we'll do that the first weekend that it's on the market, but let's still put it on on Monday. Nope, let's get it parade ready because it's so important to have it perfect coming in. That's a new one on me, parade ready. Mm All right. Um, I've I've used the term, get it Kodak ready. Mm. Oh, you're aging yourself. I was about to (laughs) say, but so are you, because both of you knew what I was talking about when I I said Kodak. So you two are you two Utes are just as old as I am. (laughs) All right. So what? Getting it parade ready. what, what are some of the general tips there? So the first bit of advice I always give to my sellers is the first 10 seconds. The first 10 seconds matters so much. Get in your car, pull up to your house, and imagine <clears throat> that you're a buyer. How does your yard look? When you walk up to the front door, make sure there's no spider webs. Make sure the key works. How crazy is that? I've gone to see homes, and something's happening with the lock, and the, the buyers will say, oh, that's a sign, not the house for me. <laughs> You know, just right. little things, little things before they even set foot in the door. So that's one thing I tell is the first 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really important. And going off that curb appeal, which is extremely important, is declutter your home and depersonalize it as well. You know, have it 
if it's not staged naturally because maybe the decor is not showing as well, well, maybe have someone come in as a realtor and pay for the house to, for it to be staged. And if you're on a really slim budget, then do the best you can. Um, but I think it's really important that you declutter and deep clean your home. I mean, mm-hmm. people don't want to see They know the house is lived in, but they don't want to see that the house is lived in. You know what I mean? <laughs> they yeah. want to see show have it show clean and bright and open up the windows and turn the lights on. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to picture themselves there. Right. And as far as picturing themselves there, too, something I've noticed is that most buyers are buying because they need more space. Mm-hmm. So if that seller is going to sell and buy because they need more space, that means they have too much stuff in, in their current place. Mm-hmm. So they probably should move twice. In other words, move some things out into storage uh, mm-hmm. or into the new home they've already bought. And, and then um, this way the room looks looks good. I've seen people overstage Mm-hmm. where they brought in too much stuff and too many visual distractions. Mm-hmm. And you're uh, paying attention to the things rather than the bones of the house. Just yeah. a, a key balance. I mean, it is good to have a balance. You don't want too much staging and you don't want too many personal items. But I always, I also recommend for my clients, like I give them a list of, this is what I recommend. You can you know, do what you would like. But to have different categories of not just putting things away in storage, this helps them get rid of put some things in the trash donate some items box up memories for their kids or you know any of their family or friends and then realize that they don't need to keep a lot of those items that they think they need to keep and then it helps them that they're not as stressed so in the beginning yes there's a lot of moving parts but then they don't have to necessarily move so much twice mm-hmm. hopefully they'll have less to move another thing it helps with too is inspections when the inspector goes to inspect the home, if there's too much furniture or big bulky things, they can't inspect some parts of the home, which then could cause a problem later down the road. If there's more access during the inspection day, then when they do their final walkthrough, there's less surprises. And a classic example of that is somebody that puts too much stuff in the garage mm-hmm. and uh, along a particular wall, the termite inspector cannot see that. So he calls it inaccessible mm-hmm. with a further inspection recommended. So here you are, you know, the last week of escrow, the seller moves all that stuff out, termite inspector comes back, further inspection, and what happens? New information. <laughs> New information. So now we're holding up the escrow. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and it could be they found termites now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so now you gotta deal with that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so that's important, but how important is access? Having the seller prepared to let people in to see it. I think it's so important right now because with the lack of inventory, there's so many buyers seeing the home that we're down to 15 minute increments. And so if you only allow access for two or three hours a day, that gets filled up in a a second in this Mm -hmm. market. So I know it's a bit of an inconvenience to have to be out of your home for eight hours, but it's so worth it because your more eyes are seeing it, more interest. But yeah, and, and then that may only last for two or three or four days. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a short inconvenience. Right, and I, I think it's important I, to back up on Amber is to keep that whole weekend full. Like you said, yes, it's inconvenient for that, but I've had properties too where they get so many showings, some sellers, they just cut them off. So you don't even have the opportunity for your buyer to walk in the door because they get to a certain amount and then 
they say no more. That's it. We're not taking one more. And you can fight as much as you want to get your buyer in there still, but it's key as that for us as realtors to be on top of our A game. As soon as that property comes up, clarify with your client if they want to see it. And then if it's one of those accessible properties, get that showing appointment in as quick as possible because then you might lose that opportunity on the back end if you just wait a day or two let's talk it through Mm -hmm. they might cut you off (laughs) the seller has the right it's their home to say we're done with showings um even though they fit those showings in those two-day increments on the weekend and if you see the home and you love it don't think on it too long i heard somebody say this um, a couple days ago if you have to sleep on it you won't sleep in it oh If that doesn't describe this market right now. That is this market. Yeah, that is this market. (laughs) Uh, But I have to tell you, there there have been other markets. That was the advice I used to give people. Hey, why don't you go home, sleep on it, and, you know, we'll we'll talk about it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But that was in an era, in a market, where one offer in 90 days Mm -hmm. was pretty typical. Yes. But not so anymore. That's what happens when you don't build homes to keep up with the population mm-hmm. for an extended period of time like we have. Mm-hmm. What is it? T- uh, 2021. T- tw- yeah, probably 12, 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what. Summer. What, what is it? 2021. <laughs> God, I'm so glad you're here to help me out today, Summer. <laughs> Thank, good- Thank goodness we have her. <laughs> okay, so let's go to a commercial break so I could deal with this. <laughs> Um, And stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio helping us out today is Summer Quick of Realty Concepts and also Amber Keene of London Properties. Um, Okay, so... I've got to ask this question for all the listeners and consumers out there. Why is now a good time to buy? Well, one of the reasons is it is a, it's a historical time when it comes to interest rates. So taking advantage of those interest rates for buyers is, is wonderful if they can do it at this time and then invest in their future homeownership. Um, that is just one of the many things. It's a good reason to buy right now, yes. Amber. Interest rates are great right now. Also, sellers are more serious. This isn't the market where sellers are just putting their house on the market to test it and they don't really know and they might take it off and be indecisive. The houses that are on the market, the sellers are aware of the climate of the market. They have their house ready to go as we were talking about a few minutes ago. It's parade ready and the sellers are serious and prepared to move fast. Mm -hmm. I'd like to add on uh, an extra couple of words to interest rates and that would be a fixed rate interest rate. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember, you know, we're all talking that, hey, you can get rates in the twos, the threes right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember 15 years ago, you could get them in the ones. However, that was 1% with an adjustable rate, and by within two or three years, maybe you were at 6 or 7%. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had balloon payments on there. W- weird stuff, toxic loans. Um, now, if you know you can afford that principal and interest payment of $1,500 a month now, and you know that that's what it's going to be in the year 2037, mm-hmm. 2047. So 
it gives you there's more security right now mm-hmm. less risk mm-hmm. yeah but that's also a good reason to buy the right home don't just buy one that you're gonna that works for this year and not mm-hmm. next year um, because you'll be moving away from that that uh, low interest rate mm-hmm. um, all right so that's why it's a good time to buy um, in fact my son just bought a home his first one and closed escrow yesterday that's awesome that's really congrats, congrats to him yeah i'm Woo-hoo. proud of him yeah I, I you know uh 12 13 years ago i thought he would never move out of the house i thought he'd be yelling at me to get more batteries for the remote control <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and in here he moved to florida many years ago he works there at disney world and just bought his first place and I'm proud of him, and I think it was the right time for him to do it for that very reason. He now has a place that he can go to in this topsy-turvy world. Mm-hmm. He's got a home. He's got a stake in it. Did you represent him there? No. That's a really good question. And and you know that I didn't because um, I don't know the market there. Right. Uh, maybe I could have. Um, but, but I... I got in, in with our reload department, which both of your companies have reload departments, mm-hmm. and found a good realtor over there who represented them well, communicated with me too uh, to keep me posted. Mm-hmm. He had good local representation. Oh, that's good. So he was in good hands. So it made you feel at peace with that as well. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Did he call you with a bunch of questions still, though? Yeah, but I think that was mainly just to, you know, humor me (laughs) i still need you dad yeah (laughs) i might not need the batteries but i have a question (laughs) i i um no there were some questions that came up on the home inspection Mm -hmm. uh a dishwasher that didn't work so i was able to help them quantify that Mm -hmm. it's like hey worst case scenario you're gonna have to cough up 500 bucks for a new one right Mm -hmm. and um turned out it got fixed easily so that reminds me i was on the phone with a seller yesterday and she's getting ready to move and she's moving to oklahoma city and um i'm gonna you know help her find a realtor because we know the answers or we know the questions to ask Mm -hmm. and you know they can go online but the consumer doesn't really know um the questions to ask so realtor to realtor i love being able to find a realtor in other areas of the world for my clients right and hopefully you find one that's like-minded mm-hmm. that can work on behalf of your client. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so what if you found, um, or, or you had a, a friend that called you and said, hey, can you represent me in Sacramento? Um, legally, you can. Mm-hmm. You, you have a license for the whole state of California. What's the best advice there? I would be honored, but I would much rather than work with someone that specializes specifically in Sacramento because they know that market, they know the homes, they know the odds and ends that I, I wouldn't be able to give them that top-notch quality realtor that I am here. I couldn't do that for them there. But I could definitely refer them to someone through the relocation department that could work hand-in-hand hand with me still so I could still somewhat advocate for them, still be there for them morally. Value, um, the value of me would still be there in our relationship. But I would rather refer it out and say they'll take care of you. They're in that market. They can be there with you every day. Mm-hmm. I can't just drop everything I'm doing and say, 
see you later, family. I'm going to be gone in Sacramento all weekend showing properties. Mm-hmm. I could, but I would much rather refer them out. Exactly. On the same weekend in January, I had two past or friends and clients call, two different ones. They were both moving to Modesto, and they wanted me to help them. Mm-hmm. Ah, I just did. I, I couldn't do it, so I, I know a realtor there, called her up. She uh, one's closed escrow already, and the other one is well, poor thing. They're in their fifth offer. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, it happens. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're not losing sight. They're, yep. they're staying focused, and they're going to do it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's that's a key point is having relationships with other realtors. You knew that realtor specifically. You don't even have to go through Relo, but you have that built relationship and that trust already. I I. I think that's absolutely key, especially if it's not too far um, to have that relationship already. Mm-hmm. So, I had a high school friend reach out to me earlier this week that um, he knows of someone that wants to buy in the South Valley. And it's not I, probably about an hour away from here. And some people may jump on it, but I really thought about it and I thought, you know, I'm going to refer it out mainly because of this market. With needing to see home so quickly, mm-hmm. it's in the best interest of that buyer to have the realtor closer to that area. Mm-hmm. If we need to go see a, a property right away, it's going to take me minimum an hour. And that's without setting the appointment and, and all that. So it's in the best interest for that client for me to refer it out to my favorite person down there, which I did. And like Summer said, I can still be there to help, but Amy is going to help them better in that area. Okay. So here's, here's one that happened yesterday, and this is a behind the scenes thing that maybe a a seller and a buyer wouldn't know. But I get a phone call from a guy in San Jose, a realtor in San Jose, and he wants to show one of my listings. It's like, okay, but you know what time? And we we got that set up. Mm -hmm. He called back a few minutes later and he goes, "Um, I can't make it uh, because something, can you show it for me? And I said, is the real reason because you don't have a lockbox code, Mm -hmm. the security code? That, that and security for the client, it, uh, he said. Well, well, yeah. He goes. San Jose is different than Fresno. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> um, what kind of representation would that buyer have gotten? So, I you know I I gave him a couple of uh, local realtor names because the it's important that the buyer and the buyer's agent are there together. Mm-hmm. I know there's been exceptions, but that. That is really helpful. So the buyer's agent who's looked at a lot of homes with them can point out, now, are you sure that this closet situation is going to work? Because mm-hmm. you always like the big walk-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and then also to maybe find any defects in, in the home that they can point out. Right. It doesn't benefit your client for your realtor not to be hands-on or have the access that is needed. You know, when you have that buyer's agent, I'm sure there's, I've worked with a lot of them, professional realtors up there, but the really good ones will be in it for their client. They're gonna refer that client out to someone here and say, look, I just, just pay me a referral fee. You take care of my client and stay in touch with me throughout the entire transaction so I can know they're taken care of. Well, and as we were walking into the studio today, remember I was on the phone mm-hmm. with my son and he, Here's what he said. His realtor that I referred him to in Florida did such a good job for him. My son's been speaking highly of him. 
and now that realtor's getting a lot of referrals from my son. Oh. And, and that is how real estate should work. You know, that personal referral is so much better than the, the click, click here referral. Right. <laughs> I agree. Um, in a three minutes or less, why is it a good time to sell right now? Well, there's a multitude of reasons, but one of the reasons is the value that you can get out of your house right now, the equity that you can walk away with to go put on a down payment on another home or put in savings or for your children, whatever be it, there's no time like the now. So because the inventory is so low, taking advantage of the opportunity to sell your house at a really high value, which is not going to happen for, you know, it's not going to happen every year. This is a very, um, it's a very unique market it would be a great time to sell to do that, to help yourself set yourself up for success for the next opportunity. And also a positive for sellers is you have you can be less worried about time frames right now. Mm-hmm. For example, yesterday I was talking to a seller and she wants to put her home on the market, but she has to wait until her daughter's done with school. And so she was asking me, how is that gonna work? Should we wait? Should we put it on now? Sellers have, can be less worried about time frames mm-hmm. because you can possibly stay in the home after the close of escrow. It's so competitive right now that buyers are willing to allow sellers to stay in the home for maybe 30 days, 60 days um, to make that more convenient where they don't have to move twice, move into a rental for a month and then mm-hmm. into a home. Yeah, a lot more of that is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been offers out where, you, I mean, it's important as a realtor to go ask that listing agent, what are your seller's angles here? You know, what do they need? Do they need to rent back? Do they have a replacement property? Do they have time? All of those questions can help you set yourself, your buyer up for success with that seller, but then the seller realizes they're having buyers that are so willing, like what Amber said, to work with them to make those goals work. So then hopefully it's not inconvenient for them to have to move twice. Sometimes it's still gonna happen, Mm -hmm. but ultimately there's a lot more leeway now. Mm -hmm. And, And it's back to the old negotiating thing that there's three parts of negotiation price, term, and times. Mm -hmm. And if you can find common ground, maybe you get a better price because you allowed the seller an extra 20 days of possession time, which logistically helped them to move. Um, That's, and that's where if part of negotiation is inquiring realtor to realtor, uh, what are the needs and the wants of of your, um, your client? Not everything is price. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can figure, hey, everybody wants the highest price um, or the best price is a better way to put it. Not highest, but mm-hmm. the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. Negotiation is communication and finding common ground. And with that, we're going to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we have Amber Keene of London Properties and Summer Quick of Realty Concepts here. Two of my favorite guests uh, lately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because the two of you have been on not too long ago announcing the silent auction for our association. So tell me about it again. We, We did that earlier in the show. Let, let's go to that. What What is this silent auction? So this silent auction is for the Fresno Associates, 
excuse me, Fresno Association of Realtors and Affiliates I Foundation. I should have corrected you. <laughs> me and you corrected me on the year. <laughs> You're a little bit slow on that, Don. Yeah. Um, so anyway, and it's it's actually giving back to nonprofit organizations that tie into home ownership in some shape, way, or form. So Marjorie Mason Center, Pavarello House, and the Habitat for Humanity. And this year, we're going to have the public. We have donations from businesses, big and small. Um, Amber will touch base on, on some of the big items that we have. But this is going to be from April 22nd, starting at 8 a.m. through April 23rd till 9 p.m. So you can get in, on, get in on your phone, your computer, at your leisure, log on. Um, Amber will also touch base where you can log on at. But it's going to be, you can even access it today to see what are some of these items I can bid on to, to get your interest going even more so to give back to the community. And the website that you can find this link is fresnomls.net. There'll be a banner. And then also, what's the other? The Our main website we can go to, the Fresno Association. FresnoRealtors.com. Mm-hmm. So you can start there. Um, that's easier to remember. And then, um, like Summer said, you can log on right now and see all the items. Right now we have 15 items so far, but we have more coming in. And um, at, for any realtors or lenders or anything. I was just saying that. I didn't really mean I was going to add another one. <laughs> you told me this morning, oh, what do you have? I'd love to donate one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now I'll have to. <laughs> yep. Now that the listeners know. Yep. You have to. <laughs> but what, some of the items we already have. Um, are three um, getaways, which is amazing. Um, Cabin and Shaver, which is a $500 value. That's two nights in a cabin. Um, There's a Central Coast Weekend getaway in Napoma. That is our highest valued one at $1,500. And also two nights at the Lighthouse Suites in Avila, which has a value of $1,000. And we have other fun baskets and um, ring doorbell. We mentioned that earlier. While we're on the topic of donations, if there's anybody out there, realtors, lenders, or any consumers that want to donate to this, then we're also still collecting items until Monday. So we're counting on yours, Don. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And somebody can call the Fresno Association of Realtors to do that, 490-6400. Correct. All right. Thank you. And um, that sounds like fun. I do want to give a shout out to the Fresno Business Journal, who... As I mentioned last week, misquoted me in a news article. Well, in yesterday's new edition, there is a correction. And, and But more important than the correction, I, I really appreciate the guy's apology. He said, whoa, I looked at my notes. I made a mistake. I said it wrong. Or he, he, had, he had misquoted it. But in, in that original one, it said that I thought that... Um, Uh, more state and federal legislation and rent control would be good for the real estate business. Well, that's not how I think at all. So they did correct that, that um, I did not say that about rent, that rent control would be good for the, the uh, industry. Um, And just so that everybody knows why, because Hey, I come from a family where we needed help at one point. Uh, I'm all for rental assistance from the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, but rent, here's why rent control is not, I think, is, is philosophically wrong. Rent control is telling one private citizen, the landlord, the homeowner, that they have to subsidize another person. So the government is telling a private citizen they have to subsidize another one. There's something philosophically wrong with that. Now, if the government says, 
hey, we're going to uh, uh, create this program, which they have out there. The Housing Authority has the Section 8 program, which I'm a big believer in. There, I've got some of the nicest, greatest people that rent from me that are on the Section 8 program. But better than that, I have some that used to be on the Section 8 program, work their way out of it, and one of them's even a homeowner now. That's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the assistance part is good, but I just don't think you can force another property owner, a private citizen, to subsidize somebody else. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's overuse by the government. Uh -huh. Plus, let me give you the best form of rent control. And this is from my experience. The best form of rent control is mutual respect and communication. I have some tenants that I've had for a long, long time. I don't want to lose them, and I make sure their rent is affordable because mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to lose them. And and, and I, I feel it back, too. They don't want to lose me. Right. So, uh, that is the best form of rent control, not being forced to by someone else. Right. In fact, the ones who were forced to, let's say in San Francisco, Berkeley, and Santa Monica, they have rent control there and have for 40 years. Mm -hmm. Why is it that those three cities are the most expensive ones in California or, or almost the whole nation mm -hmm. to, to rent a place? It's because every year they took that, the property owner, because they were only allowed to raise it 2% or, or based on the uh, cost of living. Um, they had to take it or they would lose it. It's really sad, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there is a real shortage of rental homes, too. Mm -hmm. So working well and communicating and respecting the, the property owner and vice versa and the, the, um, the occupant, the tenant, that is so important in today's world. Do you think that's why there's a lot of investors investing in Fresno right now because the rent um, options are low? Well, it's because our home prices are low. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> that makes the cash flow possible. And by the way, for the first 10, 15 years that I bought rental properties, there was no such thing as a positive cash flow or cash flow mm -hmm. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. There was a negative cash flow. Of course, interest rates were around 12. Mm -hmm. Rents <clears throat> for a typical home were probably... $500 a month. So it was not uncommon for me to have a mortgage payment of $700 a month and only collect 500 mm -hmm. in rent. So I was investing, I was kicking in $200 a month towards a future mm -hmm. investment. So in, in with that in mind, why should the government say, hey, you have to take part of what you work for and invested in many years ago and took care of <clears throat> you now have to give it away now when did you see that positive um, cash flow coming in how long was that period of time probably um after 10 15 years but but what happened is interest rates went down and i was able to refinance mm -hmm. right and, and lower the the payment um but rent rents like anything else creep up mm -hmm. yeah. and, and finally they caught up um 
and then I, I got a little wiser too with the experience and I started, um, I, I, I knew the, the roofers, I knew the painters and, and uh, that could help make this work. Well, I guess that was almost like my rant. Um, <laughs> well, we, we, I learned new, new things today, so that's wonderful. Always learn things yep. from you, Don. So thank <laughs> right. you, Papa Don. That, oh <laughs> she does it again. Yeah. All right. I want to thank Amber Keen and Summer Quick for coming in, and thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye.